Good afternoon and welcome. Thank you for joining us here at Elim Church. You're joining myself, Reverend Ben Cooper, and uh, Steve Valor as we gather around the mics. And uh, we just want to put a big welcome out there to everybody that listens to this stuff back week in, week out. And we are so blessed to have some feedback starting to come through after all this hours of pushing and uh, praying and reading and, and podcasting. It's great starting to see everything coming back. You can find us on Buzzsprout, Spotify, Amazon Music and many, many other places. And uh, may God bless every one of you. This is great. I've, I've got to be uh, very truthful today that the lockdown in certain areas has been very beneficial to get us to to get the word out it has pushed us it has stretched us but god had a plan so wherever you are today please share this stuff out and we're looking at sanctification with my good friend and my good brother and uh i'm gonna say it his bible teaching is outstanding and god is using him and he's chuckling and he's gonna poke me in the eye but may god bless him and strengthen him and wherever you are today please share this stuff out and again welcome Steve, let's go. Good afternoon, everyone. We're in. Um, yeah, go look at this area of sanctification. Um, uh, doctrines of grace, which we've been looking at um, uh, over the past few weeks. Um, uh, redemption, justification, now sanctification, uh, possibly looking at adoption later on. But these these are the four main... Yeah. Um, Key, uh, fundamental... Yeah, these are the four main ones. Um, and... All of them are, was and is and is to come. Amen. Reflects God's um, actual character. Um, and in sanctification, we have two areas. Uh, we have positional sanctification and we have progressive sanctification. Uh, and I find often that ministers um, either get too mixed up yes. or ignore the positional sanctification or gloss over it, or whatever, but they, they never look at it um, in any depth. So we'll probably, I, I don't know that we'll, we'll stay on positional uh, completely, but but we'll have a look at that, uh, and we'll have a look at the progressive as well. Um, but if we pick up in 1 Corinthians uh, 1 and 2, I'm gonna, there's going to be several um, texts that I'm going to read um, to give us a, an idea. So um, in... Uh, First Corinthian letter, uh, first chapter, Paul says, Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and Sosthenes, our brother, to the church of God, which is at Corinth, to those who are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints with all who in every place call on the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, both theirs and ours, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's one, and I just want to pick up uh, one more in uh, the Corinthian letter, uh, and then I'll we'll pop into uh, okay. Ephesians as well. But uh, in one Corinthians six uh, seven to eleven, Paul says this. Now, therefore, it is already an utter failure. He's talking about people taking <coughs> people to court. Now, th- therefore, it is already an utter failure for you that you go to law against one another. Why do you not rather accept wrong? Why do you not rather let yourselves be cheated? No, you yourselves do wrong and cheat, and you do these things to your brethren. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you were washed, but you were sanctified, 
but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Amen. So the Corinthian church uh, is, is pretty much renowned for getting it really fouled up. All right? They made so many mistakes. And making me smile because okay. it just gives you a bit of peace when you hear this. Okay. But yes. Paul yes. doesn't say to them, you've blown it so much, you know, you're not in a church anymore. You, you've, lost your, you've lost your salvation. You know, he goes on, he says, you're sanctified. You people that are making an absolute pig's breakfast of everything. But you're still. You're still sanctified. This is, this is right? beautiful. And this, this term of sanctification is equivalent to being holy. No. Right, so it's, it's an interchangeable word. Steve, this is too big for me today because this, this is really helping me because <clears throat> everything we talk about on air, off air, and, and just to know that your salvation is so secure even when you mess up. Yes. Even like the Corinthian church when this great writer yeah. goes, you lot, yeah. you are so far away from what you should be, but... But you're still sanctified, you're still holy. All right? It doesn't... It doesn't compute with a natural mind, does it? No. It doesn't fit. See, this, this aspect of sanctification, as I say, it's equivalent to, to being holy or set apart. We'll look at that. We'll see that later on. Um, but Paul does not challenge their position in Christ. You are sanctified. God, this is making me really tearful. You are sanctified. And then we go into the area of progressive sanctification, which is what he's telling this lot to wake up and do. Stop living like you did. You're supposed to live differently. Oh, God. How gracious. Right. How glorious. So wake your ideas up. Yeah. Get stuck in prayer. Get stuck in a word. Seek the Lord. Because he's already sanctified you. He loves you. But you're making a pig's breakfast of your life. It's so interesting the way that you've put this because Steve mentioned about pastors and churches skirt away from these conversations and these, these studies. But actually, they are very simple to understand, aren't they? But because the way the church has presented it, it has made it in so complicated to think that I can never get, I can never aspire to what what they they think and what I should do. Well, I see one of the problems is is that whether we like it or not, we've inherited something from uh, both Wesley and Finney, yeah. which is this idea or ideal of perfectionism. Yeah, and that's right? that's what's put in here. Yeah, that we should be. It, it, I mean, it says in the word, be perfect as your father in yeah, heaven is perfect. Yeah, yeah. We understand that. Yes. But there was teaching that came out of Wesley and out But there's an abuse of that teaching. Like, there's, a, there's a manipulation of that, well, isn't there? And, yeah. and it makes you feel bad, 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 yeah. worse than the actual sin, because you're trying to aspire to this position that you can't get to. Yeah. And it, makes you, it can make you feel unwell. It can make you stressed. Like that, yeah. that great testimony you shared the other day, how you got so stressed because you couldn't, get to whatever layer that yes. was, and, and it, it affected your body. Yes, it did, yeah. But what we are saying here is that this writer, Paul, said you are way out of line, you are the church, but you are still saved. Yeah. Pull your socks up, get back to what you should be doing. Yes, and, it, and it's a case of you can't affect your sanctification that's established in Christ in the heavenly places. We'll read that later on as well. This is it. But your life here on earth is supposed to reflect what yes. you are. Reflect, yes. All right? It's supposed yep. to reflect what you are. And the idea is that you seek God and cry out to him to 
continue that work of sanctification within you. You yeah. see things that are wrong. Mm. You know, the Spirit of God shows you there are things in your life that 100%. are wrong. One hundred percent. All right, and then you you can't change yourself. No, you can't. That, that that's right? that's the key. I cannot change me. No, but again. The but he. Yes, we come back to this point that God points these things out because he wants to change them. He wants to get rid of them. Mm. He wants to deal with them. Um, we come back to dear old Job again. Job was declared righteous by God. Okay? Yes. He yeah. was declared righteous mm. by God. But one of the reasons Job had to go through what he went through yeah. was that there were things in Job that God did not like. He hated and he wanted to get them out. But Job was of such a... a, a a conditioned mind that the only way God was able to wake him up was to take him through that the dismal catastrophe that came into his life. Mm. Um, and we almost learn from Job if if we are not teachable, if we're not open to the Spirit of God, if we are convinced. I mean, dear old Job, he. he the kids would have a, a, a dinner and he'd, he'd sacrifice just in case they sin. Well, you can't sacrifice just, just in, in case. case. <laughs> it don't work. I love know. it. I love it. Just in just case. In case. Uh, and so whilst Job was declared righteous, yeah. there was a certain area of self-righteousness with him. Yeah. And it was only at the end when he, he, he came to understand. Right at the knockings. Yeah. But, but God declared him righteous all the way through. But isn't that comforting to think that a great man like like Job still had these points of the flesh around him? Yes. But he was still right. But it, it, So there's no one perfect. Of course not. Only from, Christ. Only Christ. From Genesis to Revelation, yes. Christ. And religion has put so much weight on, hasn't it? And it has, it has painted this picture that you look around and you think, I could never get to that sort of level. But no one's at that level, and that level that they paint is not the level that that, that the scripture is referring to. Because when we have done the studies and the in-depth studies that you have done through lockdown, and now there is a quickening in what God is doing with you as a teacher, a Bible teacher, I'm going to be brutally honest. This is giving me freedom. 25 years I've been in the ministry, and I've been bound by religion and stress and strain. Yes, because, the, it, you see, grace... Trying to be the perfect pastor. Grace is always seen as, uh, on one hand, um, Paul speaks of it in Romans. Uh, should we sin the more that grace should abound? Uh, no, we should not, he says. That's, that's a condemnation. But people don't understand this area of position yeah. and progression. The fact is, when you're saved, you're saved in Christ. And forever. You can't affect that. All your life down here affects the yeah. way you live. Yes, is your sanctification the way you live and how you honour God with your life? Yeah. And if you are truly born again of the Spirit of God, any sin within you, you hate and you want to get rid of, and you're wrestling with it. Yes, and the thing is, I mean, for instance, the other day, okay, now this is the this is the wonder of God. So I'm in prayer and I'm praying about something. Now, as you go through life, you think, oh, yeah, I've dealt with that. And I've dealt with that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, like, all okay. right. Okay. So there I am in prayer, and this still <laughs> small voice comes along and says, you've got this area of pride you need to deal with. Oh, God. Right? Oh, my days. Got this area of pride. And as I'm praying, 
I can feel, and I, you can feel yes, it. Lord, forgive me. You're, you, you, completely, I see it, I understand it. Forgive me, I'll bring it to you. Thank you for showing it to me. Lord, I'm so grateful that you've shown it to me. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Take it from me. See, he doesn't reveal things to leave them there. He reveals them so to get rid of them. But he wants you yes. to be a co-worker with him, as it were. To recognise as well. Yes. A wretched man am I. Yes, very much so. We have mentioned that more times than we've had at dinners recently yeah. over that text. But that is very refreshing to to think that my good friend Steve has been in prayer and he has been pushed to that position of gone, hang on a minute, I thought I dealt with that. I thought that that, that was gone x amount of time ago but the power of the holy spirit and the way god works the graciousness and the gentleness yes and the power yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. how can this god be so big but be so gentle yeah uh, the thing is it, it, what we have to understand through these things um is the the sheer depth of sin that is within our fallen condition and how far away we are from God in that fallen condition, yeah. and that there is nothing we can do to get there. Now, being born again is being transformed into the likeness of Christ. It's more than that, but you're being you've been born from above. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, this born from above separates. You from yeah. your old man, it separates you. But the old man is still there. He still wants it's very real. Access. He still yes, he still wants access still wants and access. control. And of course, it's all mainly it's all up in the mind because it's the mind which dictates to the body what it wants to do. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so these things have to be worked out. And if you hold to this idea of um, you in some ways are uh, adding to your salvation, then you've got a problem. That, that's a massive problem, isn't it? If you, if, and do you, do you think there are a lot of people that hold on to that and are frightened of losing it and frightened of not doing enough to keep it because of what has gone on so much and you look at these well, they're not perfect, but the church tries to paint this perfect picture. And then you think, and you sit in churches, and you think, God, oh, wretched man am I. And it gives you a false sense of, I can't aspire to that. But, yes. But I shouldn't be trying to aspire to no. that. But they paint this wrong oil painting. Yeah. And then that affects you. See, what they're afraid of, one of the reasons people don't like preaching grace is what they're afraid of is giving a license to sin. Well, you've said something that, that's just blown the lid off of saying, right. right, okay. That's what they're afraid of. They're afraid of preaching grace because they're afraid of giving a license to sin. So what we are saying is that when you preach, right, you explain it to me. It'll go a little bit deeper because if I take that, I would say, right, what I'm getting from grace, this grace that is unconditional, if I sin intentionally because my flesh has desired and taken over me, what happens to me? Right, so this, again, this is a problem of, of not understanding what it is to uh, willfully sin. Yes. And intentionally sin, which unfortunately Christians do. We tell lies, all right? A hundred percent. we tell lies when just, we shouldn't do. Just a little white one. All right, we tell lies Just that little white one to now get out of itself, trouble. People say, actually, that's a willful sin. Yeah. But the point about willful sin 
it's about a life condition. Excellent. Right? Excellent. Now, when you before you were saved, yeah, right, you like to jar. I loved you it. You like to do. I loved it. Partying. I loved it. All right, you like to paddle around in the rest of the murky waters that we oh, all yeah. lived in. Oh yeah. Right? Just like Paul says here. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Now you willfully did it. I willfully you done willfully that. Willfully did it because that was your life. That and, was your will. And then when we say that, we enjoyed it. To a degree, yeah. to a so but that, that was, is but that was that, that was before. Was your, yeah, but that was your will. You woke up in the morning. Yeah, okay, right, I'm off. And you thought, right, I've got to go. I've got to go to work today. But when I finish, I know I'll go down and have a few jars with the lads. In actual fact, it's Friday night, so we'll probably get. Hammered, I'm out all weekend. You know, gone. That's it, all right? Done. Yeah. And this is willful. so that's willful. Yeah, this is willful because planning, it's, it's, expecting, yes, because it's doing. A, it's a lifetime. It's a lifestyle. Right, it's a lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's willful. Yeah. As Christians, we find a new willingness. Yeah. All right? Yes, yes. And we have this battle going on inside. That one, that one. Right? A, B, B, A. And we yeah. find ourselves, wretched man that I am, doing that which I don't want to do. I don't yeah. want to do it, but I find I'm doing I've it. I've done it. All right? So this is where Paul's talking about the difference between... The difference, right, okay. Okay? Yeah. That will or, you know... Yeah. As he said, he, 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 I don't know what he did. He might have smacked someone in the mouth. I mean, it could be a volatile character. It could be. It could be a vi- right. You, yeah. You're reading it in there. He got he got a right up with with Mark. He know? did, didn't he? That's very true. Yeah. He could have got very aggressive. Yeah. He could have pinned him against the wall. Well, you could see he, you can see in his old life that he was a murderer. That he wanted to persecute the Christians. He wanted to kill them. He wanted to kill them and eat them and all that. So this was within his flesh. So he's carrying this. He's carrying it. Yeah. It's really, yeah. And what? so there are going to be times when he does what he doesn't want to do. The old man rises. The old man rises. Yeah. But he's 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 been changed that he wants to live a different life. And it's a different... You see, the majority of people when they teach, again, we come back to this point yeah. of, oh, if you're teaching grace, you're, you're teaching uh, liberty to sin. It comes down to not understanding the difference between willful sin, mm-hmm. which John points out, it's pointed out in Hebrews... If you continue in your lifestyle... Continue, the key word. Right? If you yeah. continue in that lifestyle, yeah. Yeah. you really have to say, well, you're really not of Christ. Yes. All right? Yep. Now, I, I, I would challenge any Christian... I mean, <laughs> say that. <laughs> I'd challenge any Christian to say that, you know, they don't have a problem with their flesh in one way or another. All right, there, I mean, there, there was one bloke, um, uh, quite. A, I'm not going to name his name, but he's, a, he's quite a well-known broadcaster out in America. Um Said one day, you know, I haven't sinned for ten years. Oh, there you go. <laughs> one. We just get no, but there's other people. Who yeah. said, you know, I haven't sinned, and I haven't sinned, and I haven't sinned. And the point about sin, and again, this is one of the problems that it isn't just in the activity of the body; it's in the activity of the, the mind. So now, this right, the Bible speaks about you think it, you've done it. Yes, exactly. So right. even the thinking. You've done it. Yeah. So the action... Driving down the road and that geezer cuts me out. What the... You think you're doing, you schnook? You've done it. Fighting. You, you, you've, we've all played these scenarios, these, yes. these plays out. So then all of sin them falling short of his glory. So there's only one righteous. So what can give people comfort through your teaching and through these podcasts is that... You are sanctified, you are saved, you are a child of the living God, and it is perfectly normal within the human being to have them wobbly moments yes. 
but the Holy Spirit is giving you counsel to deal with the pride, the arrogance, the yes. lust of the eyes, the yeah, pride I mean, of life. One of the other ways of looking at it is if you think that uh, you can have the attitude, oh, that's all right, God understands. Mm. You know, he, he, he knows, he, he understands the way He I made am. me. You've got a, that's that, your problem. That's the that's the big one. God doesn't understand. He doesn't understand, <laughs> and he's not going to have it. Not like that, he doesn't. He doesn't no, no. Not like that, he doesn't. So when we, when we you just brought up um, a very uh, valid point of, they don't teach this this grace because it gives you an insurance policy to go, but they they're not so they're not understanding the correct teaching of it anyway. I mean, my wife, my wife uh, was uh, terribly insulted one time by a lady. Really, uh, when she when she spoke about this area of of, of full salvation, and wow. uh, not being able to lose your sanctification, uh, not being able to lose your salvation. And uh, this woman uh, said, well, that's all right. And you can just go and sleep around with everybody, can't you? You can just do what you want to do. You can just go. And that was not in my wife's, and it has never been in my wife's that's not mind. The, it's not the mindset. Never. So right. that, that, that lies the problem with the person that said that doesn't. Exactly right. And that's what we got today. Exactly right. Pastors and leaders, bishops and deacons, A, B, C's and D's don't fully know the, the depth of the text to understand that it doesn't give me a license but what it actually does it frees me from the fear and the stress and the worry because what you find is a lot of people that deliver a line like that they are petrified to even watch the telly yes oh yeah I can't do anything because yeah. well, this is the, I'll tell you the strange part about it alright now my wife is uh, she's a smart girl and she she's always uh, she's beautiful and uh, she's always yeah. Uh, yeah looked after herself and and, and but she's not like, you know, she does, yeah, yeah. She, she's not a, a, she doesn't pander to herself or anything like that. But she's a good looking lady. And she's always dressed smart and she always looks good. And uh, the only bit of uh, makeup she's guilty of wearing all the time is lipstick. Right. Okay. She can't go out without a lippy on that. How many it. of them do that? Lippy's right. on. That's it. Yeah. You know, she, she, she don't cover herself with foundation all this yep. time. But. People used to look at her and say, yeah, you know, you're... Oh, no, you're not going to say that. Yeah, you know. Uh, how, right. how wrong. But the strange part about it, all right, after four or five months, yeah. all these women that were sneering down her, they're all walking around with their lipstick on. There you go. Typical, isn't it? How religious is that? Well, that's it. Look at you. Look at you. You, yeah. you look... So... What we're, what we're talking about, grace, just for a moment, this, this grace actually brings freedom to those that really understand what it actually means. Yes, grace does not give me a license to sin. Grace gives me the ability to seek yes. God to be set free from the hideousness of my sin in my flesh. It becomes a highlighter pen to know it circled this area of, of dangerous areas of, of living and it gives me a freedom to know that that God has taken that, I am free, but if I look at that and think, then it becomes a performance, doesn't it? That I can't look, I can't watch the telly, I can't hear this, that word. I'll never go out the front door. Well, see, now, this is, this is the strange thing. That over the years, um, I, I was a great mo- movie buff. I love yeah, yeah, films, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, over the years, I've seen... I, there are films I can't watch anymore. I just can't see. Now, this is not a conscious decision upon my part. The Holy this Spirit. is the way the Holy Spirit has worked in me. Yeah. That there are certain films I, I just, yeah. I just, oh, I can't watch that. I can't watch that. I can't watch that. And that's the same that. thing that's happened to me. I used to be able to watch certain things, and then there came a point without me really realizing. Hang on, 
I'm not going to watch that anymore. Yeah. And it's not me or you doing that work. No, it's God. This is what you're saying over years of God gently and slowly stripping back, moving in, yes. cleaning in the house, dealing with me and yeah. you, and letting us know, I'm doing this. Yes. It's okay. It's okay. Don't... Because I can't start doing anything that the flesh... Well, we fight against it. Let's say that. We we war against it. But that's a part and parcel of our sanctification. The warring against the flesh is... That's our part in sanctification. Let me read this. This is from uh, Philippians. And it's 2 and 12 to 13. Therefore, my beloved... As you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, Mm. work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you to both to will and to do for his good pleasure. Amen. This is the cooperation between the Christian and God, all right? Understanding this outworking, I mean... I've heard some very strange teachings on this. But the point about it is that we work out our salvation with fear and trembling, knowing that it's God that works in us. So what we understand by this is that those things are within me that need to be dealt with, and I I bring them before God and I cry out before God, these things are evil and wrong. Lord, work your will in me. Cleanse me. Change me. There are things, as I said earlier, he does without intervention of prayer, without yes. bothering to highlight things. Yes. Right? But there are other things that yeah. he doesn't. And yeah. he does highlight certain things, and he does want certain mm. things to change, and he will highlight them. Mm-hmm. And it's this area of the cooperative aspect of our sanctification. And yeah. this is progressive. It doesn't, it doesn't change our positional sanctification no. in Christ. Right? Yep. We are seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. We are seated. That's, that's we it. Are seated. It's done. Finished. We are seated. We are. We are Finished. seated. Right. Finished. That's it. That's it. That's it. Okay. But then we have this progressive yep. sanctification down That is an unworking process of the yes. Holy Spirit, of the Word of God, God's plan and purpose. So really, I can relax and just say, Father, thank you for peace. Because yeah. search me out. I mean, don't search me. David says, search, search me. me out. Search Show me. me. Search me out. Show me what's wrong. Show me what you want to deal with in my life. So this is the king. This is the shepherd. And, this is this the, is. and, and if, if you've got that peace in God and he shows you these things, you don't come under condemnation. Why? Because it says in Romans, therefore there is now no condemnation. For those in. If you read the co- in which that's the context, the context of that, yeah. what Paul is saying coming off at the back end of Romans 7, is that, yes, we've got to deal with these areas in yeah. our life. We've got to deal with these areas of flesh. But we are not condemned. Why? Because we're in Christ. Therefore, yeah. there is no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. It's gone. It's gone. The condemnation is gone. The area in your life that God wants to deal with, whether it's anger or sloth or whether you're eating too much, drinking too whatever it is, Okay, yeah, yeah. whether it's murdering your heart because of anger, yeah. all right, he doesn't condemn you, but he brings you through to a place of peace. Wow. Right? Yes. Because the, the thing is, unless you've got that place of peace in God, there are things in your life that can never be dealt with. 
Yeah. To, to and you'll hide them and you'll scurry them away. Because and you of hope fear. That nobody ever finds them. No, you can't see that. Don't look at me. I can't even think about that, but it sits there like a rotting tooth. Yes, it does. It exactly sits right. there like a rotting <laughs> tooth, and one day it will ache so much, you will need to go to the dentist and have it extracted. And that's what God does, doesn't He? Yeah. He can be the only one that can extract this root. Um, this is in Hebrews 10, and this uh, is also, this highlights. Uh, within these four uh, verses, that there is a difference between positional and progressive sanctification. Okay. Yeah. It says, by that will we have been sanctified, all right, through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. And every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins. But this man, after he had offered one sacri- sacrifice for sins, forever sat down at the right hand of God, from that time waiting till his enemies were made his footstool. For by one offering he has perfected forever those who are being sanctified. Wow. All right? So in verse being. 10, in verse ten it says, By that will we have been sanctified. Right, have. All right? Yeah. And then it says, He has perfected forever those who are being, being. sanctified. So you've got these two positions, or you've got these two aspects. Yeah. You've got, as I say, positional, and you've got progressive. Wow. And if you get the two mixed up, yeah. yes. you cause all sorts of problems. <clears throat> mm-hmm. As I'll I say, get that. it is not a light, and I'll, repeat, I'll keep repeating myself, it is not a license to sin. Most definitely not. To me, it's the complete opposite. It keeps me sharp... And it gives me peace to know that it makes me smile. It really makes me smile to know that, oh, wretched man am I. All this beautiful text that Steve has been bringing over these weeks through the teaching that God has dropped in his spirit. We are free no matter how you feel about yourself. No matter what your past looks like, no matter what your future is, no matter what your moment is at this moment, you are a child of the living God and you can't run and hide from the fact that you are sanctified. Yes, and and as you look at the Corinth church, when you look at what he was saying to them, you've got everything going on under the sun here. Very much so. Even though you've I mean, got if it, you read, if you read, if you both read, the if you read it, <laughs> you wouldn't even th- you think it can't be the church. It's got to be the world. But, but this is the great part about the Corinthians, all right? He writes a letter to them yeah. and he upbraids them, and he has a right popper. In the second letter, he has to pull them back. They've be- gone too far. Be- so. That's very interesting in itself. Because when he has a go at a bloke who's sleeping with his mother, which I'm assuming because he's, he doesn't say it in that word, but he says, you know, he's got his father's <laughs> wife. Goodness Christ. He's in an incestuous relationship with Let's his mother. Let's just hold that there a minute. Without going into the the, the, fun, the depth of that, when you just pause and think of that, that is amazing to think that that is happening under that roof. Yeah. And... There is still hope. Yeah, but when you come to the second, but what, so when you come, to he the, says, "Look, this man has repented and he's crying out. That's and what he's I'm saying. Forgiveness, you know, bring him back into the fold. He's yes. been convicted of what he's done. He understands what he's done. Bring him, bring back. him back into the fold. So that's like a prodigal, isn't it? Yeah, the father's arms are always open. See, that's, the, the, that, that's an illustration of, of a man doing something that he shouldn't do, but he's still sanctified. And then when he's brought under conviction of what he's doing, he repents and cries out to God for forgiveness. Absolutely mind-blowing. The Word of God is, is talk about, 
is revealed because when it is revealed it brings such a power of freedom and peace to know if God knew before that man was going to indulge in them activities but still chose to save him and through the ongoing process it is it is too big for the mind isn't it oh, yeah. because Yes, me and Steve understand what people go, well, that gives you a license. It doesn't give you a license. It's the complete opposite. It, it brings you to a place of sharpening up. It doesn't make me think that, oh, actually, because I've got this salvation, I'm off. I'll see you just before I die, Jesus. If I give, uh, let, let me give a, a, a little bit of a personal understanding of one of the my own problems I have to deal with. Um. I'm not going to go into it, what it was or what it, no. uh, what I had to deal with. But I'd often, as I'm crying out to God for forgiveness, this thought would drop into my mind. You, yeah. you, don't, you, you, know, you don't have to worry about it. You know, God, God's, you know, God, God really doesn't care. You, know, you can carry on. This. And I used to get very angry at that voice because I yes. didn't want to carry on. I, I wasn't interested in carrying on. I didn't want, I didn't want to... I didn't want my sin to be sanctified, do you understand? Yeah, yeah. I hated it and I wanted to get rid of it. Don't give me the go-ahead with it. Don't give me the go-ahead because I ain't interested because I don't want it. And I want to be free. Yeah. And I seek God for freedom. Yes. So the enemy will come along and he will tempt you, you know, continuing what you're doing. Don't worry about it. God it's loves right. you and okay. this, that and the other. Well, okay, I know God loves me, but that ain't the problem. That I want to problem. be free of this. Mm. And don't tell me that because all you're saying, if I carry on, then God is colluding in my sin and I won't have that. And there was no purpose of the cross? No. It all, it all just is, is meaningless. It is. If I can carry on living in the way I used to live yeah. and have Still Jesus get to heaven. Christ as my saviour... And all that. Then there's what? no point, as you say, there's yeah. no point in him dying. No. But the truth of the matter is that all Christians have to wrestle with their flesh. Yes. Every single one of us. Doesn't matter who we are. Doesn't matter who we are. No. Really? I mean, you, you know, you, you, can make, you can make some very lovely people. <laughs> yes. Really nice, beautiful, wonderful <laughs> Christians. And then when you something happens, it's like stirring up a hornet's nest. It is. It, definitely. It's like the world has ended. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Good job they can't see in my head. I'll give us, It'd uh, kill them. I'll give a, a, another... Um, Show another uh, yeah. aspect of progression and positional. And this is out of uh, uh, Peter's first letter. Um, and in uh, 1 Peter 1, uh, 13 to 16, it says, Therefore gird up the loins of your mind. Wow. Be sober. Yeah. Rest your hope fully upon the grace that is, that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. As obedient children, not conforming yourselves to the former lusts as in your ignorance, but as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, because it is written, be holy, for I am holy. Cool. And again, as I said, this area of hol holiness and sanctification is, is synonymous. You can't, you can't separate it. No, no, it's just synonymous. It, 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 you, there's no well, way. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Same thing. Stack the same You're thing. Set apart. And then, um, in 1 Peter 2 and 9 and 10, he says this, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. His own special people that you may proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light, who were once not a people, but are now the people of God, who had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Wow. So again, we see this area of position yeah. and progression. 
a continuum of life. Yes. From the point of birth to the point of death, all the, all the time we are breathing on this earth, we are being sanctified, justified, cleansed, washed, forgiven. You can't. But we already have. But been. we already have been. <laughs> but we already have been. Yeah. So it's, you know, in some ways, it's learning to live the life that's already ours. Yeah. Def- yes. Learning to live in that position. Really powerful text, isn't it? Yeah. And as I say, if you, if you look at the, the four great stanchions of, of, of the doctrines of grace, you've got redemption, uh, justification, sanctification, and adoption. If you read them, all four of them are was, because you were saved, <laughs> is, because it's going on, and will be, yeah. right? So you've got these, you've got, in all four of them, you're, yeah. you're adopted, but you're waiting for your adoption. Yeah, you're waiting. You're, right? You've been redeemed, but you're waiting for your redemption. I'll, yes. Right? I'm justified, but I'm waiting for my justification. So I've been for, sanctified, but I'm waiting for and I, it, Four it, main yeah, points. Yeah. Sanctification, justification. Well, redemption, redemp- justification, sanctification, yeah. and adoption. And, and, and these four, as I say, they are, because that, it's, it, that's the condition that Christ yes. has made you when you trusted in him for salvation. When you were born again, you were born from above. Yes. Okay? And so there you are seated in heavenly places, having been redeemed, having been justified, having been sanctified, and having been adopted. And now, on this earth, we are now working out that justification, that redemption, that sanctification, and that adoption. And then one day... One day. When the... With the bodily resurrection, we will know the full redemption, the full justification, the full sanctification, and the full adoption. Done. Makes you smile, doesn't it, really? Because there's no element of God asking me in my physical strength to have any input because it is impossible for the human being. I mean, what are you going to do? What are you going to see? What what am I literally going to do to get myself... To that position, you can't. You can't. No, no, no. I mean, I'll make myself of, ill. See, this is this is the problem. You, what Christ has done on the cross yeah. and what He applies into the yes. life of the yeah. Christian. Yeah. If you think you can add to it, you're saying that His sacrifice isn't enough. Isn't is not enough. Not right? sufficient. It's not sufficient. The fact that I have to work out my salvation is a condition that gives me the ability. To seek after God mm. for greater holiness, for greater maturity. Yes. All right? And for me to know him more whilst I live on this earth. So why it work does it not out, affect it doesn't affect <laughs> the salvation that is mine already in him. It's not gonna make it any stronger. It's no. not gonna make it it's not gonna it's it, it's done. It's given. It's yes. finished. That's finished. And this aspect of outworking our salvation with fear and trembling will affect our character. And we know this if we read yeah. Romans five. Our characters are changed. Some people don't like the idea of that, but they do. Uh, our personalities also are changed. Hmm. Again, people don't like. But this is the way we are. I mean, I've 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 known people uh, with rotten personalities that when they're saved, they they become very sweet. Natured, mm. <clears throat> very lovely people. They yeah. still got to deal with the problems. Still got to deal with still. the problems. Yeah, and so this is it. it it's it's um, to, to to understand the differences 
that are there within the whole aspect of salvation. Goodness, this is really freeing me up. This has freed me up. I, I, this is this might sound really crazy. I feel like I could fly. <laughs> Do you know when you get to a point, certain moments in your walk with Christ, you re- you just you just know. Yeah, and you don't. And you now just, you're sitting there, and you have absolutely no desire in your heart to run out and sin, do you? No, no. You don't want to go back to your old life. I do don't you? want to go back to that. Go back to that at all. No, but because of the teaching, and because of religion, and because of the whole aspect of churches together, and all that razzmatazz, and all that conferences, and all that, you don't get the clear teaching that is no. needed to free you up. And then suddenly you find yourself 24, 25 years down the line across the mic with your friend who's a Bible teacher talking and suddenly you feel like you could fly. You feel like you've, you've reached a level in your walk with Christ, not because of me, but because the scripture has been revealed yes. and the scripture has freed. You asked me the other week why people don't teach the doctrines of grace. It's because mm. they're afraid of them. Two things, they're afraid of them and they don't like them. All right? They're afraid of them because, again, they're afraid of being accused of teaching yes. a license for sin. Mm. All right, And the other reason they don't like them is because man's pride. He wants to have his part in it. Well, you've exactly. got your part in it in working out your salvation. And that's enough. But it does not affect what Christ has done on the cross. You don't add to it. You don't take away from it. You mm. are expected yes. to work out your salvation. But that does not affect the cross and all that he's done. What you're affirming yeah. is that that work has found lodging in you and you're working it out. Amazing. God, God, you are just so glorious. The text is just so freeing. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, there is freedom. It brings freedom, doesn't yes, it? Yes, of course it does. That's the idea. That's Christ has died to set us free. But how many? <laughs> well, stick us back in the, in the, in the no, child house. Yeah, that was a silly thing to say, wasn't it? No, no, it's not. Because it, it's not, is it? Because, it isn't because, because I'm, the... I'm referring to not having clear teachings and Is not it? having clear doctrines and not being told and not... Look, I'm not being funny, but look how quick, look how God has move through these teachings and how easy it is we can go for weeks and years and hours can't we in this but in moments you get the freedom it's like the holy spirit just like an anger grenade goes off and suddenly you i've got it i've actually got it that it's not about me it's about him it, it sometimes you actually can't put it together but you get you get this freeing feeling and you think god has just taken me up another rung of a ladder not because of ministry reasons, that's nothing to do with it, but this, this is a personal walk with him, that there has been freedom with the scripture. So very interesting, over the weeks, well, over the, the years, two years now, we've been doing all this, um, when we started out in that little tiny porch, where you remember we started out in the porch, that little tiny porch we had, just live streaming this stuff. But from all this stuff, the two years that we've been doing all this sort of stuff, 18 months or whatever it is, I have been fed more and had more in these hour sessions than my whole expanse. Now, I realise I had to go through that expanse of what I experienced yes. for such a time as this. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's not for anybody to worry on the other side of these, this, these mics. Oh, my God, what... 
God, God will do what he's going to do. And you might be going through a very unusual time. But now we are starting to, starting to see that, that we, are, we have been very weak in doctrine. So oh, do- yes. doctrine of grace oh, yes. is needed across the UK. Yeah. Like I, I, never before? No, I, 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 are we I at a critical before, stage? I, I, just about every minister I ever sat under was someone that believed that you could lose your salvation, but never, ever pointed out how it could be lost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and would never, ever go anywhere near the doctrines of grace because they were so afraid of preaching a licence for sin. Uh, and uh, it's... it's. Uh, I remember I, I spoke to you some time ago about Charles Swindoll. Yeah. Um, he wrote a book, The Grace Killers. Oh, yes, I haven't had a chance to... Yeah, to get and, and so, uh, and, and in it, he's pointing out the fact that um, the fear within the man's heart is such that if I preach this, I am, uh, I am giving myself giving myself over to a, a libertarianism and uh, denying God and denying His holiness. Whereas we are holy, so now we work out that holiness. Mm, mm. You know that salvation. We're working it out. We're working out. We're working out our. Uh, we're working out our redemption. We're working out our justification. We're working out our sanctification. We're working out our adoption. That's what that. That's what it is. Yeah, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. That's the whole aspect of salvation that you're yeah. working out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's coming to an understanding of. There's an awful lot of people that, that don't grasp this area of adoption and how important that is. That'd be interesting it, it, when you go it, to that. Yeah, it, it's because adoption in in and of itself is not. Uh, it it wasn't a, um, a big thing uh, within uh, Judaism as such. It, it does, there is areas where it touches on and it's very very important, but it it was very very important to the Romans. Adoption was extremely important yeah. to them. If a person was adopted into a family, it was as though they were born into that family. Really? Yeah, they it was were that strong. In, yeah, it was. Yeah, no questions asked. No questions about it, and they and they were accepted by um, by everybody as the son of that house or the daughter of that house. It wasn't. Oh, they came from here. They, they or was. They used to be. They used to be. That was all gone and finished. That that old life. Was finished. It was gone. Now they belong to this house. So now you see the strength spiritually, don't you? Just for oh, yes, very, much so, yeah, very yeah. tiny bit of illustration that you brought that we are adopted. Yes, grafted in. Grafted in. Yes, Steve. It's been absolutely fantastic. We've hit the fifty minutes. Are we there? Hey, I suppose we are really. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's no point in over egging the pudding. You can go on for weeks. <laughs> and that's what we for, love for weeks with this, but. So. But that, that's, that is my point, my very point, that it's quick, it's easy, and, and it's, it's just beyond words. It's, it literally is just beyond words. Wherever you are today, we just want to say thank you so much. You know, This has really spoke to me. This has really touched. God has really touched my heart today. And uh, I know he will touch yours too, because if he can do it for me, oh, what can he do for you, brothers and sisters? Steve? It's been a privilege sitting on the other side of the table to you today. May God bless you, my friend. You can catch us on Buzzsprout, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and all the other places. We are there. Just find uh, Reverend Ben Cooper's podcast, 250 roundabout. 
there are hours of Steve's teaching on there you can just back listen that is the beauty of technology you can go back and forwards and God is revealing the scripture through our Bible teacher here at Elim Church our brother Steve may God bless him and strengthen him in the mighty name of Jesus take care everyone God bless you God bless bye bye